Rashana Perk Dalad, Mishnah Tes 4.9, and the last of the Masechta. And here we will learn, first of all, how one goes about blowing the shofar on Rashana, meaning how many blasts and what type. There are three times that the Pasuk says that one is to blow a trua, a broken shofar sound, on Rashana. Two of them in the context of Rashana directly. Once it says, Shabason Zichron Trua, a day of rest and recalling the broken shofar blast. It also says, Yom Trua Yelechem, it should be a day of Trua, of the broken shofar sound, and therefore that's two. And a third time is mentioned in the context of Yovel, Yovel again, the Jubilee year, the 50th year, and there we're talking about, the Pasuk says, Vahavarta Shofar Trua B'chodesh Hashvi B'esel HaChodesh B'yom Kippurim. And now this Vahavarta, which means also you will cause to be sounded, um, the shofar, but this is, the implication here is like a long, unbroken sound. Va'avarta shofar trua, you will blow the shofar and then trua with broken sounds on the seventh month, on the tenth of the month, on Yom Kippur. And the Pasuk content, continues and says, Ta'aviru shofar b'chol artzachem. You will blow the shofar sound throughout your lands. That's referring to Yovel and the announced, the blow, blowing of the shofar, which announces the release of slaves and the return of ancestral plots of land to their former owners. But there's a Gezer shava. We also mentioned that before. The Gezer shava, the psukim in both contexts refer to Chodesh Hashvi'i, to which it's, the tradition is that it's to connect the halachas of one to the other, so that we have a total of three times the psukim we're talking about trua, broken shofar blast. Um, and then we'll, that means we'll have to have a total of three Shofar Truas on Rosh Hashanah. Now a separate drasha is that the fact that it, the Pasuk in the Yovel verse has this sensibly superfluous Vahavarta, you sound the Shofar not once but twice, both before and after the mention of Trua. Again the Pasuk says Vahavarta Shofar Trua, that's before. Bechodesh Hashvi, Bechodesh Biyom HaKippurim, Ta'aviru Shofar, a second time, Bechol Artzachem. So it's understood that before and after each of the truos, the broken sounds, comes the what we call the Tekiah, the long, unbroken Shofar sound. That'll mean then that according to the drushas, the Pesukim are mandating a total of nine blasts, nine sounds from a Shofar, Three truos, broken sounds, each one preceded and followed by a tiki, an unbroken, longer sound. A total of nine. And that's what the Mishnah says here. Seder tikios, the way, the arrangement, the, the schedule, the choreography of the blowing of the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. Again, the word tikia can be a little confusing because it refers to both any old shofar blast, whether it's a tikia, trua, shavar, whatever, or a specific of the three, the tekiah, the single long blast. But here it just means the blowing of the shofar in general. Our shalosh, there are three sets. The three sets, we said, is because of the three times true as mentioned. But the three sets will be allocated um, in the Musaf reading, and Shemona Esrei, to be after each of the three themes of Rosh Hashanah, those of Malchuyos, Zichronos, and Shofros, meaning that after one says the Psukim and the bracha of Machuyos, one should have one set of shofar blowing, and each of the and the second set will be after the zirchonos, and the third set will have to be the Malchuyos, uh, the 
shofros, excuse me. And in each of those sets, their shell shalosh shalosh, they constitute three shofar sounds, the true in the middle, and preceded and followed by the tekiah sound. So that means tekiah trua tekiah after malchuyos, tekiah trua tekiah after zechronos, and tekiah trua tekiah after shofros, a total of nine blasts. Now, you probably noticed we do a lot more blowing than that on, on Rosh Hashanah. Now, part of the reason why is because, although the middle trua is a broken sound, there is a machlokus if it's referring to um, a, a, I'll call it three medium-length sounds, the shofar, what we refer to as shavarim now, um, or whether it's referring to nine very short staccato sounds, we talk refer to as trua. The reason for that is because while the Gemara specifies, and even our Mishnah will specify, Yavava, that the sound of the trua is like a Yavava, it's like a cry. So there's a question, what kind of crying are we talking about? Is it the kind of crying called Yalala, which is sort of sobbing, sort of uncontrollable uncontrollable sobbing, like, <laughs> as the shofar goes, it's called the trua, nine separate blasts, or is it going to be like a ganicha, a groan, as a person kind of groans, they're in, in great pain, ay, 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 and that would be what we call the shavarim, they're longer, okay? So because of that, because we're not sure whether the true of the Pasuk refers to yalala, sobs, or ganicha, groans, or perhaps there's a third possibility that it's both ganicha and yalala, groans and sobs, so therefore we have... Um, the three possibilities. What we'll do is, um, to be sure that we're Yeltsi, we won't just blow Tekiah, Trua, Tekiah. We'll blow Tekiah, and then the we'll blow Shivarim, in addition to Trua, meaning the three and the nine, and also both the three and nine, the Shivarim, Trua together. Tekiah, Shivarim, Trua, Tekiah. So now, instead of each set being just three blasts, tekiah, trua, tekiah. It's actually going to be a total of ten blasts. Three for tekiah, trua, tekiah. Three for tekiah, shvarim, trua. And three for, excuse me, four really, for tekiah, shvarim, trua, tekiah. For a total of ten. And since you have, so there'll be ten for malchuyos, another ten for zechronos, another ten for shofros, for a total of thirty. And that's going to be the really the ikradin requisite amount. So you're blowing thirty blasts, really because nine isn't sufficient because of the suffix of what the nine should sound like, and the nine comes from the fact that there are three mentions of Trua in the Psukim and the Drasha from Bahavarta um, and Taviru that you have before and after a Trua of each of those three. Okay, fine. So again, that's the Mishnah says here, very briefly, Seder Tekios, the arrangement for the Tekios of the day is Shalosh, there are three sections, one for each of the three Mochuyos Zechronos and Shofros, Shel Shalosh Shalosh, each one comprising um, three blasts, Tekiah at the beginning and end, and then either Tachlis, Tru, or Shvarim, or both Shvarim and Tru together. Shir Tekiah Keshalosh Truos. Now, how long does the Tekiah have to be? Remember, there's a Tekiah preceding and following each of the Truos. How long is that Tekiah, that single long blast, as opposed to the broken blast, how long does it go for? So the there's no question, there's no there's no upper limit. It can go for as long as you want. Good old Tekiah Gedola. Um, but but uh, there is a minimum. Now, the minimum is um, there are two ways to learn this Mishnah. According to the Bartanur, who learns like the Rambam, 
we're saying that the total amount of time that you're blowing tekiyas should be the same as the total amount of time you're blowing your trua. That's what it says. Shir tekiyah kashelos truos. The time of all the tekiyos, of which there are a total of six, right? Three before and three after, should be the same as the time of the three truos. And that being the case, each tekiyah can actually be half as long as the as the trua. So if you just imagine the trua is going to be, let's say, three seconds. Each trua is three seconds, let's say. So then, according to the Bartanura, that means that your true your tekiyah has he one and a half seconds before, then a three-second trua, then one and a half seconds after the tekiyah. So then the total tekiyah will be the same as the total of trua time. And your three sets of tekiyos, totaling six tekiyos, will be the same length as the three sets of truos, the three truos. Others learn, like Rashi, that the when we say here, shir tekiyah kashelos truos, what we mean is that the amount of time each tekiyah solid blast should go is at least as long as the three broken blast of what we would call, let's call it shavarm, to keep it simple for a second. That means, if hypothetically, it takes you, your shavarm, two, 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 takes you three seconds to say, let's say, so then um, your tekiah should be also three seconds, the same length. So you have three seconds tekiah, three seconds trua, three seconds tekiah, and repeat that three times. Okay? That's the minimum. No max. Sheer trua. Now, how long should the trua itself go for? Kishalosh yavavos, like three cries. And here, I told you there's a machlokus or an uncertainty. The Gemara brings down the, that Avahu wasn't clear on which was does the yavavo, the cry, refer to the yalala, the sobbing nine times, or the shavaram, the three times groaning. And therefore, like I said, we'll do both. Okay, so that's a question, but that's that's how we do it. Now. Fine. Now, um, the Mishnah goes on to say, Taka Barishona, if you blew your tekiah at the, as the end of the first set, remember the first set's going to be tekiah, trua, tekiah. So that second tekiah, if you started blowing then, umashach bashnia kishtayim, and then you, instead of doing, let's say each one's three seconds long, instead of doing a three-second tekiah, a three-second trua, a three-second tekiah, you did a three-second tekiah, then a three-second trua, then a six-second tekiah, hoping that those six seconds tekiah will count not just for the the closing tekiah of the first set, but also the opening tekiah of the second set. You can, you're trying to double dip. Mishnah says that doesn't work. Ein biyado elaachas. You only get one, not two, because you can't. You, each tekiah needs to be discrete, having a beginning and an end. And therefore, the Bartz and learns, like most, is that you do the way it looks is you add your three second opening tekiah, you add your three second trua, and you add a six second closing tekiah. I mean, have to go on again for another tekiah for the opening tekiah of the second set. There are those who learn that no. You're not able to see anything because you, a tekiah needs a, a beginning and an end. And since you had kavana that your end of your tekiah should be for the second set and not this closing of the first set, you get nothing at all. Just, it's not yolti. You have to do it again. And therefore, when the Mishnah says, in biyado ela echas, you only have one tekiah in hand. What that means is the opening tekiah was okay. Then you did a trua. But your closed tekiah didn't count for anything. You have to do that again. So you have to do another two tekiahs, if you will, for us to compared to what you intended to do. First, you have to do one to close the first set, and then you have to do another one to open the second set. Okay, but the lach is like, 
like I said before, the Bartanura, that you do get credit for the closing tekiah, just you have to do the opening tekiah the second set a second time. Now, that kind of brings us to the end of the topic of shofar blowing per se, like we're talking about over here. So let me just um, speak this out a little more to make sure everything is clear. What we've said so far is that there's essentially midoraisa with all the limudam, but this doraisa obligation, you'd have three sets of three for a total of nine blasts. Since we're not sure what constitutes the trua, the middle blast, we do three possibilities. Let's call them tkia and trua and shavarm trua, all those. So that gives us, instead of three sets of three, we have three sets of ten for a total of thirty. And that will be really mikra than what you have to do. Now, in case you haven't been to Shul, you'd probably notice there's a lot more than 30 blasts going on. So first of all, aside for the first, there's two sets of 30. There's going to be the 30 that are called the tekios that are meyushav, um, that are you can sit down in theory to listen to them, um, which will be the first 30. That's when they say the bracha on the Shmuel Kol Shofar, the hearing of the Shofar, and you know that precedes Mosav. Then you'll have another 30 in the middle of Chazar Sashats in the Musaf. Again, the, you have the three sets of 10 after each of the three sections that, of the Brachos of Mechuyos and Zichronos and Shofros. So that gives you another three sets of 10 for a total of 30 more. 30 plus 30 is 60. So by the time you finish Mona Esrei, that you've done the first 30 of Miyushav, the sitting ones, the second 30 of Mu'umad, the standing ones, because those ones you have to be standing because the middle of Shmona Esrei, so you're not sitting for those. Um, under any circumstances. That's a total of 60. And um, the reason why we're doubling up is to confuse the Satan as brought down, to Machlok on which are the essential and which are the confusing ones, whether the first 30 are the essential or the second 30 are the essential. Um, and that being the case, you are certainly aware that when you go to shul, they make a big effort to remind you not to talk between the brachas before the first set of 30 and the end of Shmona Esrei of Musaf Hazar Sashatz because you need the brachas that you're saying amen to at the beginning to cover the 30 you're hearing way later on in Musaf. Okay, that gives you to 60, and as long as you haven't talked from the beginning of the bracha of there to the end of there, you get a gold star on your chart, and you've done everything fantastically, and that's great. There still is more shofar blowing that goes on in Rosh Hashanah service, and that's something else that's, all, that's not, in truth, not every community does, but virtually every community does it. And that is, um, they add up more shofar blasts to get us all the way to a hundred. So some shuls actually blow another set of thirty during the sh- during the silent shmona esrei part of the musaf, as opposed to in, a, in addition to the chazar sashats part. So that gives you three times thirty is ninety. You're almost there, and you just have ten at the end. Um, but every shul that I've ever been to, anyways, but I, I know there are some who don't do this way. Um, just do sixty, thirty, and thirty like I described, and the last forty all come at the end. When exactly the end, there's a different customs, um, you know, exactly when to squeeze them in. But by the end, you've done 40 more to bring it to a total of 100. Where's 100 coming from? So that's brought down that that um, when Sistra, Dvorak fought and killed Sistra, okay, her forces. So now Sistra, his mother, Sistra's mother is crying over poor Sistra, the Russia, you know, if he's going to be okay. And he, she was consoled when when um, her friends assured her that, you know, he's probably having a great time raping and pillaging and who knows what, and she was consoled with that. Um, and so that being symbolic of, like, the most disgusting kind of rachman a person could have, the mother of Sisra is consoled by the thought of him being terrible. Um, so we sort of go toe-to-toe with Sisra's mother and also have 
our hundred blasts paralleling hers. Now, the truth is she cried 101 times, says the Pasuk, um, but we only cry 100 because we recognize that at least one of those cryings is is um, is legitimate as a mother crying over her son, and so we don't have to sort of uh, militate against that cry, but the rest, the other 100, we do. Okay, so that's why we get a total of 100 in practice. Now, the Mishnah wraps up. It says, Misha Berach, one who blessed. What does that mean? That means one who said the Barachos in Shmona Esrei of Musaf, meaning he davened Shmona Esrei. And we say Berach, I mean he, he davened. Va'achakach nismana lo shofar. And only after he finished davening Shmona Esrei in Musaf, or Musaf's over, then finally he gets a shofar in hand. So he didn't blow a shofar during Musaf. Question is, does he now need to daven Musaf again with the shofar? The answer is no, he doesn't. Tokeo Maria Tokea Shlosh Pamim. Just do the three sets of Tkia Trua Tkia, or we call not, that, that's nine, of course, but we get to, to, to thirty, like how we described before, because of the suffix, what constitutes the Trua, and just blow those thirty blasts, and then you are Yotz, and that's fine. Finally, says the Mishnah, Kashem Shalich Tzibur Chayev, says the Tanakama, just as the Shalich Tzibur needs a daven on, on, um, the, the tefillas of Rosh Hashanah. So too, every individual Jew is obligated, um, assuming he can, he's, well, every Jew is a Chiyav, to Davin Shmona Esrei, Mosef on Rosh Hashanah. It's a lot to memorize. Remember the time of the mission, there's no Sidurim. It's a lot to memorize, but you know what? That's it. That's what you got to do. So everyone has to do it. And someone who's anal Baki, who simply isn't able to do it, so he can rely on the Shlich Tzibor to emote him to do it for him instead. Um... But those who are Bikim, who are capable, simply would not be Yotzi by relying on the Shlich Tzibor. In contrast, Rabban Gamliel Omer, Shlich Tzibor Motzi es Harab Midei Chovasan. Rabban Gamliel says that's what Shlich Tzibor is there for, to be Motzi the people listening. And therefore, he's Motzi everybody, whether they're Bikim or Eno Bikim, whether they're able to do it or not able to do it by themselves. If they want to listen in, as long as they hear every word, they pay attention, they're present for the whole davening. So then, all the people listening in can be Yotzi, whether they're Bakim or not. And that Machlokas, the Tanakam and Ramagwil, actually exists both during the weekday when the fills are short and pretty easy to memorize, and on Rosh Hashanah when they're very long and rather difficult to memorize. There's a third sheet to brought down in the Gemara, the sheet of Rabbi Meir, and that's the sheet that is Lahalacha, Me'ikra Din, which is that when it comes to the Shemona Esrei during the week, it's not a big a deal, people should be able to memorize it, and therefore, if you are a Baki and capable, you can't rely on the Shleich Sibur, it's your obligation to daven on your own. Tefillah needs is a request for Rachim, and it's proper people should do it themselves. You shouldn't rely on other people to do it. However, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, it's very long, not really very. It's very difficult, and um, the din is says Reb Meir that whether or not you're bucky, you're able to. Otherwise, the Shlich Tzibur is there in place to do it for everybody, and everyone can be yotzi with the Shlich Tzibur, even if they're bikim. And that's the lachem ikra din. So you could be yotzi with the Shlich Tzibur. Without davening, just listen, pay attention, be present. The universal minute today is that we have sedurim. There's no need to rely on the shliach tzibur. And therefore, because tefillah is tefillah and very important, of central importance, so therefore everyone davens, shmona esrei, and musaf by themselves. There's hardly anything to do with, there's hardly such thing as an eno baki in as much as everyone can read from the sitter. And therefore everyone should do it themselves. Um, and therefore that's the proper thing to do. But of course, make red din. Tachlis, if a person just listened to pay attention to the whole Lishman Esrei and Musaf from the Shleich Tzibur and Rosh Hashanah, and he didn't daven, he he would indeed make her din be Yotzi. And with that, Mazel Tov, Salak Masachas Rosh Hashanah, we finished Masachas Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashem, and next up as Hashem is Masachas Tainas.